In today's episode, I'm sharing an interview with one of the volunteers who is giving a free tour at British Museum. There are a lot of free tours going on at British Museum every day, and there are many volunteers taking part to help in order to successfully operate them. In this interview, she shared with me what kind of process is required to become a volunteer, her unique stories, and what she's gained from this volunteering, etc. As I've done this interview inside the museum, background noise is relatively loud, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. entirely um, but for the last two years I worked uh, as a paid employee for the National Trust oh. and the National Trust uses a lot of volunteers um, and in fact most of these big houses and even big parks that the National Trust runs wouldn't operate without volunteers it's the volunteers that provide the interface with the visitor um, and when I stopped working for the National Trust, I thought, well, I'd like to go somewhere else. And the British Museum, to me, is, is, is just the most incredible place with a vast, not just its collections, but some of the topics it um, undertakes. Um, last year, I came to an exhibition here that was curated by Ian Hislop, who is the editor of Private Eye, which is the leading satirical magazine in this country often in trouble with establishment. And uh, the British Museum mounted an exhibition of protesters, I Protest, and it was curated by Ian Hislop. And he went right back to Egypt to select a number of items which had been made or developed by people who were protesting against authority. And I thought that was such a fantastic exhibition for the British Museum to develop I thought, well, I'd like to volunteer here. I see. So, like, that kind of, like, interest um, towards, I don't know, like, history and... Yes, I mean, I've... I've, I don't think I... I didn't used to be particularly interested in history as a child, uh, even as an adult, but I don't know whether it's a thing that happens to you as you get older and you realise more about your own history. I'm not entirely sure. But I suspect it's something to do with mortality. Okay. Um, and you begin to get interested in the history, perhaps, of where you live. And then you fast realise that the history of where you live is absolutely interconnected with the rest of the world. Wow. And uh, it's sort of, you know, trying to discover more about those interconnections. Okay. So for the volunteering, there are a lot of... You, you told me that there are lots of volunteers. I think I'm right in saying there's about 500 yeah. here at the British Museum. Um, I... In January, I guess as something of a New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. um, I looked at a couple of the museums, um, particularly the British Museum, because I was so impressed by the I Object, it was called I Object, not I Protest, I Object exhibition. Uh, I looked at the British Museum programme, and at that point they were looking for guides on this particular tour, which is 40-minute eye-opener tour, which is a free tour available to the public. Um, and I thought, oh, well, let's have a go at that. 
So I applied, um, I had to fill in a questionnaire, an application form. I came up and uh, together with some other people we had an interview, a little presentation about what's involved. Um, and having passed all of that, I had to do a, as part of that process, I had to do a completely on the spot presentation on an item in the museum which oh, I was wow. given just a paragraph and told okay you've got five minutes notice read that paragraph and now present that as if you were presenting it to visitors really? and we, we all had to do that yeah. as a training as a training session as an interview session really oh, I see. and that was interesting uh -huh. uh, and um, anyway after that um, you know most most I think was selected and uh, then um, I was given ancient Egypt as mm. my subject Truthfully, I probably wouldn't have chosen it. I'd have chosen oh, okay. somewhere else because I knew nothing about this. Oh, so you did? I knew nothing about this. Wow. Um, so, I was, I was, I would have chosen probably the Enlightenment, uh, 18th century um, okay. Europe. So I was given That's this. So interesting. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's forced me to look at an area of history about which I knew very little. Ah, uh, because like that, like what I thought before was like you apply for volunteering. And then you do the tour of what you would like to do. No, it's not the case. No. Oh wow! Because no, you... they they allocate. Uh, I think to a certain extent they allocate where they need. This is quite a popular tour, probably one of the most popular tours in the British Museum, the Ancient Egypt. Okay. The the, the museum has a very big collection, mm -hmm. a very important collection um, internationally, and so we get a lot of people here. And I I guess you know therefore they want they want to offer this tour as often as they can I see. Um, and so they need volunteers uh, um, and they need people that aren't afraid to raise their voice uh, mm. because it's quite a well-attended tour I um, see so but it, it's particular again for younger older people it's great for us to step outside our comfort zones mm. um, I like that. even more when you're older trust me <laughs> but even for young people I mean you're doing maths yeah I'm doing maths yeah. how fantastic could you be able to find links for example with some of the hieroglyphics maybe and some mathematical concepts some of the stuff they do maybe in I'm not I'm not sure about Egypt but certain other traditions here you'll see some of the astronomy that they were okay. practicing in and the you know geometry and stuff like that that they were wow. looking at in that so you know it's really interesting because it, it forces you to look at things in quite a different way yeah that's so true mm. it's like how did you find like first do you, do you remember the first tour that you gave yeah I was terrified yeah absolutely terrified and you know, and, and even today, some people ask me questions that I'm not sure about. Um, two or three weeks ago, someone asked okay. me how many people lived in ancient Egypt. <laughs> and yeah. I have no idea. But then, I, then I, of course, I thought about it. As yeah, this yeah, yeah. I, I had a sort of moment of horror, thinking, oh, that's so obvious, I really ought to know that. Mm. And then I thought, no one knows that. Oh, OK. Because who was taking, who was counting? True. You know, most of, most of the people that we see in museums are the rich and famous, the mm. remains of the rich and famous. Okay. We don't see all the poor people. Mm. They weren't remembered. Sometimes in their possessions we might see something, but we don't see inscriptions. They didn't have fancy tombs. Um, so actually we have no idea of numbers. They, they weren't, as far as I'm aware, certainly not here, I, I don't think. They weren't doing censuses. Okay. So how we can't know. We don't know how many people live there. But that question mm -hmm. entered me, got, got me slightly panicked until mm -hmm. I thought about it. I see. Well, how did you react to that? Like, I, I said what I just said to you. First oh, of all, like, wow. well, first of all, I said I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I said actually, I suspect no one knows. 
Ah. A lot of the things here mm -hmm. are theories. Archaeologists come up with theories. You know, we don't know what they believed. We think we might have an idea of what they believed and mm. why they did things. But we don't really know because a lot of the things that were written down were more inscriptions to do with the wealthy, their power, maybe their possessions. And, you know, some of the things we are suppositions. Mm -hmm. I see. So I think there are like lots of like there are things that you need to memorize. Yes. <laughs> to give it to yes. all. Yes. Is there any like ways? Are there any ways that you try to you know kind of effective ways to? Memorize things. Or? Well, I, uh, as far as this tour was concerned, um, I read through all of it. I came around on my own and had a look at the objects, and then the volunteer manager here, um, and she did this with most of the volunteers. Um, I did half of my tour in front of her, and she okay. commented on it. Then I did the second half of my tour in front of her on a second occasion. And then I did the whole tour. So I had three training sessions with her I when see. I was doing the first half, second half, and then the whole thing together. And each time she gave me, you know, feedback, thought, right, yes, I shouldn't be standing that, shouldn't be saying that, I should be spending too much time there. Mm. Um, timing is all important because it's very easy to run over time. True. Very easy to run over time. And, you know, although it might, things might be interesting to me, they might not be interesting to other people. And assuming knowledge and assuming vocabulary is always a problem because we have a very, very multinational audience here. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. In fact, when I was doing my, the very first one I mm. did in front of her, yeah. I got something completely wrong. I pointed really? at the wrong object. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, <clears throat> <laughs> I think you mean that. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like there's a good kind of good training. It's an excellent like people, training. Yeah. It's oh, an wow. excellent training. It's um, it's good for knowing how to react. It, I mean, I'm. It's made me read more about ancient Egypt, mm. um, and to try and deepen my knowledge, I've come and looked at some of the other things that aren't ex exactly on my mm. um, on my presentation. Mm. For example, the statue with the copper. Mm. The, the, with the man with the copper worker. I mean, I find that amazing. Mm. And so I've done a little bit of extra work on him because even though he's not on my tour, to me it's the, the idea of the importance of copper as a mineral to the Egyptians and the fact that someone could have that marvellous sculpture made of him, you know, that, that was, it shows how important copper was. I see. Mm. Wow, thank you very much. All right. Thank you. <laughs> So that was the interview. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. As she said, there are a lot of people taking part, putting an effort and time to provide a free tour. And I think it's very easy for us to forget that. So I hope that through this interview, we can all re-recognize their work and that we start to show more gratitude and respect for people involved in the process of providing something free. So that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. Please let me know how you found this episode. Anything you liked, anything you wanted to hear more, anything you felt from this interview. Also, if there are topics that you want me to do on this podcast, feel free to share with me as well. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you're having a great weekend and I'll see you this Wednesday. Bye.